The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Avengers, time to work for a living. That's my secret. I'm always angry. I am on the side of life. You get hurt, hurt him back. You get killed, walk it off. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers. Welcome to a special episode of Some Assembly Required, your weekly adventure into the annals of Earth's mightiest heroes, the Avengers. This week, I am very excited to talk about the ultimate release in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Avengers Endgame. We have been waiting 11 years for this film to wrap up what is now being referred to as the Infinity Saga, which is really the compilation of phases one, two, and three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Obviously, the Marvel Cinematic Universe will continue on after this. However, this is really everything the Marvel Universe has been building to since that fateful moment at the end of Iron Man when Nick Fury said... I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. All of with all of that being said, there will be some spoilers in this podcast. I'm just going to put it out there up front right now. I'm not going to intentionally try and go spoiler heavy, but I'm going to talk about the movie in its entirety. So there will be spoilers. If you have not had a chance to see the film yet, please, please, please don't ruin it for yourself. Pause. Go see the film come back unless you don't care about spoilers then by all means keep listening and i'm going to give you just a few seconds here to make your decision all right since you're still with me let's move forward with avengers endgame right off the bat i have to say that this film was pretty much everything i had hoped for And then some. Nearly every moment that I wanted in this film occurred. There were also some wonderful surprises that really added to my enjoyment of the film. In many places, it's a very heavy film. It's a very dramatic film. But I think the Russo brothers did a very, very good job of spreading out that heavy drama and filling in a lot of that empty space with very lighthearted moments so that I didn't walk out of the film feeling burdened or depressed. I walked out feeling very satisfied, almost jubilant that everything went so well. So where the film picks up is a little more than three weeks after the events of Infinity War. And we find Tony Stark adrift in the Benatar, which is much like we saw in the trailer. He's leaving his goodbye message for Pepper Potts. And then Tony is rescued by Captain Marvel. They get back to Earth. The remaining Avengers, with the exception of Iron Man, decide to go after Thanos again. Iron Man, one, is in a very weakened ill state they're basically out of food and water by the time he gets rescued and if you look at him he's pretty emaciated and quite honestly tony is very bitter at captain america rightfully so and i really appreciated the fact that he and captain america didn't just jump into being friends again that tony was so angry still with captain america because you know tony had a premonition thanks to scarlet witch that this was coming he didn't know what but something was coming and 
he wanted to do something about it and he feels like cap and some of the other avengers got in the way of that and prevented him from doing something that would have saved everyone from the decimation so the avengers go off and they find thanos they attack they chop his arm off like We've all been saying they should have done in the first place for the last year, only to find that the Infinity Stones are not on the gauntlet. Thanos is in a weakened state, and he reveals that he used the stones to destroy the stones. So there is no way for the Avengers to undo the decimation. The stones are gone, and what has happened has happened. Thor, in rage and frustration for his failures, executes Thanos, cuts his head off with Stormbreaker, and that's that. So the the film starts off a couple of weeks after Infinity War, but then we get a five-year jump, and that's where we get the return of Ant-Man, and based on his experience and some other things going on, the Avengers come up with this idea of going back in time and collecting the stones, because there are various points at which they know where all of them are, And so they go on what is effectively a time heist and attempt to bring everyone back. They don't attempt to undo the last five years because for a lot of them, things have happened that were good, that that they have to protect. So they don't want to undo things, but they need to bring the people back. So from there, we... We split up the team into three smaller teams and they go off and they go to get the stones. And that's the, 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 the gist of, of the film. Obviously, you know, there's a lot I'm leaving out there and I really haven't gotten into the ending there. We'll, we'll talk about that. But in general, the plot is, is really not that bad. Now, there is a certain amount of having to press the I believe button, right? Obviously, we're dealing with a time travel plot and time travel is dubious at best when it comes to storylines. Having said that, I think the film does a good job of not trying to techno babble their way through explaining time travel. On the other hand, the explanation that they do offer is kind of half-assed, so it would have been nice to be a little bit somewhere in the middle, maybe. But again, we're dealing with time travel, and, and really, in this case, the time travel is a means to an end. It's a plot device. It's not really the central plot. It helps the characters execute the plot, but it, it's not the focus. It allows them to operate within the plot. It, it's not The plot isn't all about time travel. The plot is still about the characters and the Avengers and their relationships. And with that in mind, they do a really good job of making use of those characters and those relationships. On multiple occasions throughout the film, there are very touching, very high emotion moments when Clint's family disappears, when Cap sees Peggy Carter for the first time, when Tony Stark is talking to his father. Moments like that that really tug at your heartstrings because you know these are important things for the characters, important moments for the characters that call back to something in their past, right? Cap found the love of his life and then was frozen in ice for seven years. Tony Stark lost his parents and now he has a chance to talk to his dad again after we saw in Civil War how much he he would give to do that again. You know, Clint Barton, his family is so important to him that he was willing to give up being an Avenger. Moments like that really dig deep and hit at the fundamental nature of these characters. They're people trying to make the best of things in an oftentimes 
screwed up world that they are just trying to make better. Now, of course, no time travel plot goes perfectly smooth. So a significant portion of the Avengers go back to the Battle of New York, because at that point in time, there are three stones in New York at the same time. So it's a convenient spot for them to try and acquire several of the stones. They manage to get two of them, but the third one, the Tesseract, doesn't go the way they want it to. And so that leads them to traveling back in time yet again, even further. And that leads to Caps seeing Peggy Carter and Iron Man talking to his father. And I really like the fact that, you know, not everything goes completely according to plan, but that, again, them traveling back in time to get the stones is not 90% of the film. It is probably a, a good solid third of the film, maybe a little bit more, but really it's not an overwhelming portion of the film they do what they need to do it doesn't go perfectly so it doesn't seem a little bit too convenient you know the, the audience still believes in what's going on but at the same time we don't get bogged down in what could be a pretty substantial quagmire now of course acquiring all the stones is a bit of a challenge especially the soul stone, because we know the soul stone requires a sacrifice. And it's one of those moments where you see the two characters who are getting on the ship to go get the soul stone. They're both fan favorites, and you know one of them is not going to come back. It has to happen that way. And it's really a question of who. And they play it off in such a way that you don't really know who it's going to be until it actually happens. And I think that was very well done. It was a very strong emotional moment. Again, it's a fan favorite character. And no matter who it would be, it was going to sting. Now, of course, because the heroes are able to gather the stones together, they are able to undo the decimation. And this leads into the third act of the film, which is the grand climactic battle between Thanos and his army and the Avengers and their allies. One of the things I loved about this battle is... One, it starts off with the Avengers being very caught off guard. Thanos just comes in and lays waste to the Avengers base up in upstate New York. And once they, a, they take a moment to recover from that, it ends up being the big three fighting against Thanos. You know, we all remember really the first meeting of these three characters in Avengers when the three of them are fighting for control over Loki. And then now we see these three characters all these years later fighting alongside one another. And initially it, it's not enough. Thanos might be a little a little overpowered here, given how powerful these these three heroes are and in general how strong and resilient he is throughout the entire fight. But I mean, again, this is the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far. There this is this is the culmination of of 21 other films. So I'm willing to give them a little bit of a pass on making Thanos, who doesn't have the stones at this point, a little bit OP. I can deal with that. You know, and just when things are looking at their worst, we manage to get the rest of the Avengers, everyone who's been brought back. Uh, that leads into the moment I think nearly every Avengers fan has been waiting for throughout all of the film, which is Captain America giving us 
a solid, inspiring Avengers Assemble, which to me was one of the highlights of the film. And my movie theater just erupted in cheers and applause as soon as he said it. Yeah, we almost got it at the end of Age of Ultron. They kind of teased us about it. And then they finally gave it to us here. And it was so glorious and so worth it. Now, unfortunately, I think the sequence of everybody showing up broke the flow of the film a little bit. You know, it's one of those moments where they want the big payoff. They want everyone to cheer and everyone to to feel a certain way. And so they shoot it in order to evoke that emotion. Unfortunately, as a result, they, they draw it out a little bit too long, I think. And while it's not bad, it, it does break up the momentum j- just a little bit. Now, one of the things I really enjoyed about this final fight is that although there was a fairly consistent amount of cap Thor and Iron Man fighting against Thanos. A lot of other characters got a piece of Thanos, especially characters like Scarlet Witch, who have a lot they need to deal with with regards to Thanos. And it's worth noting here that, especially in Scarlet Witch's case, Vision doesn't come back. So she really is fighting for that revenge because she has still lost someone that was very important to her. I also really like the fact that the Avengers are fighting this fight and we know that we all want them to win. And, you know, I mean, as this ultimate chapter, you know, you really feel like the heroes are going to win. We're all pretty certain of that one. But up until the end, the heroes really are still fighting for that one in 14 million chance that Doctor Strange mentioned that there is this chance, this incredibly slim chance that they might pull this off. And every second they're there, every action that they take takes them one step closer to being that one time. And so their confidence at times builds and fades and builds and fades, but it really isn't until the very end that the characters get a sense that they've made it, that they've done it, that they're there. Now, of course, the ending of the film, I don't want to give too much away. There are some things I want to talk about. Um, In some regards, it's kind of obvious. And in some regards, it is not. I think we all kind of saw the overarching concept of what was coming. You know, we had a pretty good idea of a few things. But the specific execution, I think, was very well done. And it was enough of a surprise that I felt good about it. I didn't feel like, oh, saw that coming. No, it was, okay, I saw the the basics of what was going to happen, but I didn't know how they were going to execute it. And so once I saw what they chose to do, I said, yeah, that was that was a that was a good way to do that. Um, of course, based on some of the other developments in the film, you know, part of it is 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 really heartbreaking. You know, I felt myself, especially with where I am in my personal life, get a little choked up over it. I mean, I'm not one to usually get emotional at films and I don't tend to be overly outwardly expressive, but you know, you, you definitely kind of sit there and go, oh, oh man, oh, that that's right in the feels. That, that really hits me close to home. That really resonates with me, not just as a fanboy, but as a, as a person and at a place in my life where I am right now. And I think in a lot of ways, that's what this film does best. Yeah, there's great action and the the plot's fun and there's good humor and I get to see all of these 
these things on screen that I've been hoping for for years. And in a lot of ways, it's a fanboy wet dream because you get all of these incredible moments. But more than that, this film has an incredible way of reaching out and connecting with you on a personal level because there are so many different things here that everyday people deal with. I want 10... 10 more minutes with a family member I've loved, I loved and I've lost. You know, I want the chance to fix mistakes. I've screwed up. I feel responsible or guilty for things that have happened. Things like that, that while they are shrouded in the superhero mythos are things that you and I and every person in this world can relate to because at some point or another we will feel at least several of these if not all of these and the film just does such a spectacular job of taking these superheroes and taking this cinematic event and breaking it down and making you feel that at times they are talking directly to you and that a scene was written just for you to feel it just for you without any regard to anyone else in the universe so half of the ending is super heartbreaking the other half is again tear invoking but for the opposite reason it is incredibly heartwarming in in more than one way and it, it really demonstrates in a lot of ways the the different forms of the word love you know it, in the English language, we use the word love, and it means all kinds of things. Different languages have different words for a lot of those things. Typically, the one that people reference most is the Greek that had uh, four types of love. Right? Eros, which is lust. Philia, which is brotherly love or familial love. Um, Stogie, which is, well, I guess Stogie is really, is really family, is really parental and family. Stogie is more like friends, and, or um, Philia is more like friends, things like that. And then Agape, which is true love. And I may be off a little bit on, on some of those definitions, but the idea is that there are all these aspects of of love, of caring, and the ending really touches on all of them in different aspects and and what people are willing to do for those that they love. And it, it really is a, a very well executed ending. It does have a little bit of a Lord of the Rings ending to it in terms of there are a lot of things that need to be wrapped up in the end. So, you know, we'll go through several scenes to help kind of wrap those threads up but i think it flowed a little bit better than lord of the rings and i think part of it's because it was all more tightly contained within a time frame we're talking all of these threads wrapping up over the course of probably a week or two at most maybe even less than that so it's these different scenes but instead of lord of the rings where it's spread out over what is supposed to be years this is really a last few days of the Avengers, so to speak. Overall, I think I enjoyed this film more than Infinity War, in part because of all of the high notes that it hit, all of those perfect moments for me. That's not to say the film was without flaws. Um, I had several issues with the film. One is I loved how much of the Marvel Cinematic Universe they incorporated. At the same time, there, there should have been a lower threshold in terms of who makes the cut and who doesn't. There really was like no bottom, bottom threshold at all. And I really think there should have been something. Characters like Thunderbolt Ross, who are only really tangentially involved in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or uh, Tilda Swinton's The Ancient One. You know, Tilda Swinton was 
was important to Doctor Strange, but not really important otherwise. And again, the character is somewhat controversial. Uh, Brock Rumlow, who is Crossbones. Again, uh, small roles that I don't think drastically detracted from the film, but it expanded the cast and kind of made things slightly unnecessarily muddy. You had to have a lot of Avengers knowledge or Marvel Cinematic Universe knowledge in order to properly place all of the characters, which thankfully I have, but certainly not everyone does. I did really enjoy that there are, especially when they're traveling back in time, there are a lot of little touches and scenes that they play out slightly differently, or we get to see slight continuations of that was a I that was a really nice touch. I very much enjoyed that. The Hulk having to take the stairs at the end of the original Avengers, the Battle of New York, that was priceless. And and Hulk's just just griping about how many how there's too many stairs, which I totally get. I mean, he's up somewhere on like the 90th floor or something like that. But that was a really funny moment. I will have I will have to admit that as much as I loved Thor Ragnarok and I loved Taika Waititi's take on Thor. I didn't like Thor as much as I normally do in this film. That's not to say Thor was bad, but in Ragnarok, there is a certain degree of heroics and nobility to Thor that I felt was lacking throughout this film. I loved the idea of Thor kind of becoming the dude from The Big Lebowski. One, because I love that film. And two, because it's such a bizarre place for that character to go. But at the same time, under the circumstances, you can kind of understand how the character got there. But I think they went just a little bit too far with that. And the character lost some of that drive and some of that nobility that made it work so well in Ragnarok and made it work less in Endgame. Now, like old Viking Thor, when I say old, I mean, you know, slightly older Viking Thor with the bearded, the braided beard and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the film, that was badass. That was awesome. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that come out earlier in the film. Uh, early on, there were some cinematography things that that bugged me a little bit. When Hawkeye goes looking for his family, there is some really awful, awful, awful shaky cam that kind of turned me off for a few moments. Again, it's early in the film and it's not super long, but, you know, unfortunately it was it was there. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, we they broke the flow of the film a little bit when they brought all the rest of the Avengers back. They managed to kind of save themselves, kind of fix things there, but I think it would have been nicer to, to, to push that scene just a little bit faster in order to keep the fight going. So in the end, this was a fantastic send-off to the Marvel Universe so far in terms of you know, we've really reached a an end point in the franchise. Now, the franchise, obviously, like I said, will continue to go on. We already have uh, Spider-Man Far From Home coming out here in the not-too-distant future, which, from what I understand, is actually going to be considered the final Phase 3 film. But, you know, the way I look at it, it's really more of like an epilogue as opposed to the the true ending but you know this really i can't think of a better way to have wrapped this story up with all of these characters and everything than than what they did you know we go back and we really focus on the original avengers but with that we also incorporated the other characters incorporated key elements from the more distant elements of 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe like the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, I always love Rocket Raccoon. I always love Rocket and Thor. But, you know, we, we really just get the payoff we've all been looking for and we all deserved. And I mean, I want to go see it again. I saw it Thursday at six o'clock, the first showing that was available in my area. And, you know, personally, I saw it at the exact same theater that I saw Iron Man. So for me, this really was a, a 11 years of coming full circle. I've seen a significant portion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe at that theater. And, you know, I really just have enjoyed in 21, 22 films here that, you know, have, have made up the, the MCU. Um, yeah, so I saw it. My wife is going to see it tomorrow during our kids nap time, because now that we are parents of two, you have to do things like trade off. So we've, uh, we've had to talk, um, very, very little the, the last day and probably the next 24 hours. Uh, but I look forward to her being able to see it. And then I genuinely want to see this at least one more time in theaters. As far as the box office goes, the box office numbers are pretty insane. We're looking at a $60 million opening from the Thursday preview night. Thursday is generally considered a preview night. That is the new record. The previous record was $57 million held by Star Wars The Force Awakens. And this film is on track to do all kinds of insane, insane money. Uh, yesterday, Fandango announced that 8,000 screenings had been completely sold out. I know that the theater I was in was completely sold out. And I'll tell you what, you know, sometimes you go to like the Thursday showings of these and even when it's the diehards in the theater, sometimes they're kind of quiet or sometimes they don't really react. This is probably the most responsive audience I have ever seen. They just could not get enough of this film. So when I talk about how, how positive a reaction I had to this film, you know, understand that I am one of an entire theater full of people who felt that way because everyone was just just loving it, you know. So I will say there is no end credit scene. There's no post credit scene. I think it's worth staying through the credits. There is a the the mid credits are worth it. And there is a, a very it's not a scene. It's a little stinger at the end of the final credits that, again, just kind of kind of tugged at me a little bit in the heartstrings and the uh, the nostalgia. But uh, I mean, even with people knowing that there really there really was no uh, Easter eggs at the end, you know, they really I think there was a small handful of people who ran off to use the bathroom. But I think pretty much all of them returned in order to catch, you know, the whole as much as the, the credits as they could. So in the end, Endgame is a hit. I mean, aside from the it's going to do super ultra mega money, it really was everything a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe could want out of it. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with the MCU moving forward. I am excited by the possibilities, but you know, at the same time, part of me says that if they chose to end it here, this would be a good way and a good place to end. Endgame really is the most appropriate title for this film because it so cleanly and so excellently brings everything to closure and to completion. Remember, you can find us at AvengersAssembly.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Next week, we will be returning to our regularly scheduled programming. We'll be diving back into our issues and more Avengers goodness. All right. Hey. All right. Good job, guys. Let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. 
I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. 